Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals, coming to you from the craft room, deep up to my earballs in um, uh, journal making. Sonny is curled up on his little bed, and we are snuggling in to answer some of your amazing questions that I see on my YouTube channel. So let's go. All right. Uh, Brooke asks, do you ever write in your journals? That's Holly, the African gray parrot, reaching out a big hello to you, followed by lovebirds in the back as choir and harmony. Um, do you ever write in your journals or do you sell them? Sorry for questions. Newbie here. Hi and welcome, Brooke, and welcome to the world of junk journals. I'm so excited you are here and on your junk journal journey. And I hope you have a lot of fun um, making books. Um, I do write in my journals. Um, not actively as a um, uh, prolific writer would. I am more of a utilitarian use um, uh, in my journals. I do a lot of to-do lists, things I have to do, um, planning, getting organized for what's coming up. So I will make um, utilitarian functional journals um, for that purpose. Um, I am a big flubber monster when it comes to sitting down and writing in the journal. I do have a short, (laughs) be it all short, I do have a short playlist on uh, actually junk, actually journaling in your junk journal and how you can do that and have fun with it. Um, and uh, I did attempt once to do a year-long journal, and I think I got to March where I was actually logging my day, writing things down, and um, uh, enjoying that journey. And then somehow life got in the way, and I, I took a, a left-hand turn, and uh, off I went and uh, stopped journaling. And there are many different kinds of journalers out there. Some of us make the books, some of us make the books and write in the books, and some of us just write in the books, and it's all good. Um, so um, I probably, I, I, I will make pure writing journals, which don't have a lot of decoration inside, so they're easy to write on. And I do like to put in some pretty different inspirational papers, pages from books, maybe old ledger paper, things like that, just to give everybody a little boost of uh, creativity and ingenuity, uh, a little launching pad from which to start, maybe some quotes, something like that, just something fun as a prompt. Um, but then I, I do love right now making chunky monkey journals in it. They're almost little houses for the old ephemera that I have collected over the years, the old papers, um, postcards, library cards, uh, old milk toppers. I mean, you name it. If it's flat in paper or something flat, I'll, I'll put it in a junk journal. And I think it's kind of a, almost like a little museum to these things where, uh, they're hard to come across en masse. You know, you don't usually find all these unique items in one place other than in a junk journal. And, um, um, it's kind of a way for people to take a little walk back in time and actually touch some paper from days gone by, um, maybe something that was written in the 1800s by a Victorian uh, child or a lady or a man. Um, you know, you get to look back into old store ledgers to see what they bought and how, what the prices were and what their lives were like. Um, look at old music, um, a lot of uh, beautiful 
um, hymnals and uh, piano uh, paper. I mean, just and the feels of the different paper. Um, I really, I really get excited about that. And um, yeah, so am I a big journaler? No. <laughs> but there's enough of you out there who are, so we are all good, and um, we all support each other. And um, uh, so apparently, I am the journal maker, and I just love to make lots of journals, and I love to create efficiency around making the journals, so that I can. And I love to experiment with different ways of making journals, and there are a million and one ways to make journals. So you're never out of ideas, and there's always a different way to approach it. Sometimes we use paint, sometimes we use fabric, sometimes we use modeling paste, and we go off in different directions and just have fun. So there's your, your fully fleshed out and off, totally off-topic answer for you, Brooke. I <laughs> hope that helps. Um, and welcome, and I'm so excited for you. And you will, I, you, I just, I cannot wait to hear your stories about you making your own books and your journey because it is really a joyous and fulfilling experience, um, whether you make them for yourself or for others. It's all good. So have a lot of fun. Come down the rabbit hole with the rest of us. We'd love to have you. There's a lot of fun going on down here. And um, Christy says, Pam, I've grown so addicted to watching your videos. You've inspired me in so many ways. I absolutely... Now, I'm not pre-reading these, so these could go anywhere. Um, I absolutely adore your cute and simple ideas that I would never have thought of myself. I always... Uh, chuckle when you say, what is this? Nobody knows. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of those. What is this? Nobody knows on my desk. Um, I love how you start your videos with showing us a prototype and saying it's super easy to make. That's my kind of art journaling. I'm getting my daughter and granddaughter interested as well. Um, I have to click the read more. Uh, so in fact, you want me to teach you Teach them how to make a journal. I love hearing that. Yes, go forth and teach others how to make journals. Wait until I tell them this one is made out of a cereal box. Okay, that is awesome. I love hearing all that. I didn't hear a question there, um, and I don't know why it came up under the questions, but um, thank you. And I'm so happy to hear, Christy, that you're spreading it to family, too, because I think everybody should make a book at least once in their life. It's a beautiful legacy to leave on this earth. And... Uh, um, okay, Lorena says, hey, I just got to say, the Paper Osbos video isn't complete without seeing Sonny these days. He has had a puppuccino from Starbucks, or has he had a puppuccino from Starbucks yet? Um, very close. That is really kind of funny that you mentioned that. Um, we went to Starbucks as a big outing. We sit outside at the tables, and um, uh, my husband went in to pick up our order, and uh, they said, oh, well, would Sonny like a puppuccino? And, and um my husband was, what's a puppuccino? And I, it has something to do with whipped cream or heavy cream or something like that. And, um, uh, but they were sadly out of the cream that it's made with because of supply chain issues, apparently. <laughs> so they said next time we come, um, they will get him a puppuccino. But so to this date, he has not had a puppuccino because I don't, I, we may have been back once, but we didn't go back inside. I think we just drove through the drive through and forgot to ask. Sorry, Sonny. We will check on that. Um, Yes, the puppuccino. It's a thing. It, yeah, who knows? Um, any reviews on puppuccinos? Do your dogs like them? Have you had them? Let us know. Um, okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, okay, JMSL910 says, um, uh, Pam, if you individually fold each page for the signature, you will get less migration when you fold. Oh, or she's asking, will you get less migration when you fold the clutch of papers? That's a great question. Um, and actually, no, because what happens is the bulk of the paper that builds up in the spine, um, if, you're, if you're looking at your signature, is it the, the orientation with which it would lay in the book, it will naturally push the papers out 
to the right because you get, and it's, there's a little bit of bird beaking over there because the most internal paper gets pushed out the farthest. Now you can, if, if you don't like that look, I'm actually, I've fallen in love with that look. I like the hod, hodgepodginess and being able to peek at the papers coming towards you look. Um, I used to be, it had to look flush exactly like a regular book. And if you want the flush like a regular book on the edge, um, the easiest way I've found to do it is to gather all your papers for your signature together, um, fold them in half like you would, they would be going into your signature, and then you take a craft knife and a ruler and you cut off the edge to give it a flush straight down. And you can also do that if you have a, a really strong guillotine cutter. Uh, sometimes the guillotine cutter will cause it to torque near the end and you get kind of a cockeyed look at the bottom. Um, and, um, there are also bigger paper cutters that you can use for that, but it is, um, it's a style. And, um, I've found that, um, we, we can either like honor the original traditional look of a book, or we can go off the map and go any which way you want. You can also tear all the edges. You don't have to necessarily cut the edges. That's another way you can do it, which can save, um, if you're not, if you don't have really strong hands or a lot of tools, <clears throat> get a long metal ruler and you can just literally take the edge of each page and tear it off or you can hand tear which gives you another nice old piratey map sort of look and you can ink the edges and that really makes it come to life and it's just all fabulous and wonderful and uh um, but yes the more papers you put in a signature when you fold it the more translation to the right the um the little edges of the papers will come. It's just because there's bulk there at the spine. It's got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere, people. And you know when you eat those cookies, they've got to go somewhere. You know where they go. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's not in your spine. Well, it might be. <laughs> oh, it's Christmas. And can we just be happy about Christmas cookies for a minute here? Let's just take a moment. Christmas cookies. Let's just all think about that for a second. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. I'm back. Um, even if, even if, if, if you don't believe in Christmas, it's still nice to think about Christmas cookies. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, somebody's, uh, uh, Susan, the sassy crafter says, I really like this. Don't you want to come up and help me with my craft room? <laughs> I would love to. And, uh, actually I had the lovely experience of once trying to clean my mother's, um, apartment and uh, she was living up in Canada and uh, she had, um, it was actually an old storefront and half of it she lived in and the other half was a storefront, but it was empty and it started to become what I call overflow. Yes. <laughs> uh, read between the lines, hoarder flow. Yeah. And she would love to go to garage sales and thrift stores and this and that. And let's just say that other half of the store got packed pretty full. So I swooped in there once and I said, um, you know, mom, you know, let me help you organize things a little bit here. And uh, let's just say it kind of went the way those hoarder shows go, where the person is very um, not happy with you moving and touching their stuff. So I did the the fateful thing of uh, um, when she went out. I She had a doctor's apartment or something. She went out and I decided to tidy up her kitchen. I figured I was going to leave her, you know, hoarder stuff over there alone because there was already friction. But I could at least clean her kitchen and I wanted her to have clean countertops. And, um, so I quickly cleaned off all her countertops and pull up, put all the stuff in the cupboards and the drawers. And then I got in there and I organized her Tupperware drawer and, and bless her soul. She used to save every plastic container that food came in, you know, the cool whip containers, the, you know, the glass jar containers, every peanut butter jar, it was in there. 
So um, I made the fateful mistake of deciding what she would want to keep and what she had enough of. I don't recommend this <laughs> if you want to have peace in the family and definitely don't do it at Christmas. Um, yeah. So she came home and she looked at me with these big eyes and she said, where's my stuff? And I'm like, hey, look, you got space now and you can cook and, and it's awesome and it's wonderful. And uh, she was actually okay with that. Um, I, I knew she wasn't totally okay with it, but she, she realized I was doing it from a loving heart and uh, uh, I just wanted her to have more room and more space. And um, um, so we carried on and we got over that little bump and we just probably went out to more garage sales and thrift sales because that's where we used to have a lot of fun together. And uh, so those are always warm touching heart touching memories for me and my mom going to these sales and uh you know it would not be unusual for my mom at all you know we'd be driving along and she had this cute little pickup truck and uh she'd like oh there's a toilet we got your brain needs support and new ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like thai ginger l-theanine and caffeine brainy chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus stay chill or get energized be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. To pick that up, she'd whiz over, pick it. It was like too heavy. We couldn't pick it up. So she's like, excuse me, sir, could you help us put that toilet in the back of the truck? And next thing you know, we were coming home with somebody's toilet. Yeah, I know. I know. And um, so that's the way life went. And uh, there you go. That's, that's what it was. Um, uh, but she was very creative and ingenious and, uh, she could always figure out a way around stuff. She was very, very resourceful that way. So thanks mom. Thanks mom. Um, Linda said, uh, I'd like to see the journal you could make using a quilted placemat. Well, um, uh, I think I have a journal that looks like that using a quilted placemat. I will put a link to that in, um, this answer and see if I can uh, show that to you because I know I made a journal cover. What did I make? No, I made a, um, you can definitely use pl quilted placemats as journal covers. They would be awesome. Actually very easy to make. And uh, I made a uh, pencil, a colored pencil, pencil roll up wrap with placemats. So I will try and put those links in there for you uh, so you can see it. But placemats are very versatile because they're already almost the perfect size so if you don't sew it's not a big deal you can just uh, glue the thing together and if it's too like, wide you can fold in little flaps so that you have pockets on the inside so you're ready to go um there you go uh somebody said hi pam i'm loving this oh this is momsy pink mom's pink one three um Hi, Pam. I'm loving this squishy quilted journal. Question for you. I'm thinking of getting a guillotine paper trimmer. Which one do you have and what are its pros and cons? And thank you for being such an inspiration. Um, okay, great question. And I have been down the uh, path of uh, trying to find the perfect guillotine uh, cutter. And I have a link. Um, if you look in my Amazon shop, there's actually a video on, is there a video on it? I think there's a video on reviewing my paper cutter. If there's not, I will put one in there because I love my paper cutter. And there is a link to my paper cutter in my Amazon shop. Um, and it is, what is it? It's like a swing line or something like that. Ingento. Whoop, there, just knocked over all my inks. Uh, but anyway, it's a self-sharpening paper cutter. And I have the um, guillotine. Oops, how many inches? This is my regular 11 12. I think it's a 13 inch one and it is um, my functional everyday down in my craft room guillotine paper cutter. 
very handy. I do have the ones that you just can cut um, a little paper with like one sheet of paper with a fishing line or some kind of little tiny blade. And I rarely use that. It's just for, you know, rarities. But that that other this one is awesome. I've used it so much. It doesn't get dull. Um, one the pro is it's very reliable. It self sharpens. Um, I would get um, as big a one of a space for the space you have, just because you're going to find that when you you turn long things sideways, you may have wished you got a bigger one. Um, I've found that quite a bit. Um, and also, if you find that the big blade gets loose, there's a little nut and screw on the back that you just tighten it up again, and it snuggles everything right back in. I didn't know that for a long time, and I thought it was defective, but I, I didn't know there was a screw there. So I tighten the screw, and it's sharper than ever. So it's really snuggled in close to the block, and it cuts really well. Um, it has a guard on it, so generally you should be safe, but obviously don't put your hand or anything of, that you don't want removed um, below the blade itself. And um, uh, it is, I, I'd say I can comfortably go up to about 15 pages um, easily. And when I get beyond that, then it starts to choke a bit. So if you can do them in 15-page ch chunks, it depends on the thickness of the paper you're working with, of course. But uh, that is helpful. And then also um, for the bigger things that I do, I have two other... Um, cutters upstairs for when I'm doing my fundals. Uh, I have to remove the blocks of many books and I have to cut off the spine, which is a big ordeal. It's like this guillotine cutter down here would not, would not cut it <laughs> literally. So I bought an old school, I have two, two cutters upstairs. There's an old school guillotine cutter that looks like a torture device. It is very big very sharp and very dangerous and has no guard. And I don't recommend it because I, I've even cut myself on it. So I'm, I'm scared of it. And I think my fear is a good thing because it could happen really fast. So I don't recommend that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, um, but it can cut about 40 pages at once, I would say. Yeah. So it gives you a little bit more pages. But obviously a lot of books are thicker than that. And there's this other cutter. I've got to find the name of it. What's it called? I'll do, I'll do um, um, a little video on it. I've had it for, gosh, probably about a year now. But it's a blade that comes straight down. And it's not guillotine in that. Well, I guess it's kind of guillotine in that way. It doesn't, like, come down on an angle the way these arm ones do. But this one that comes straight down actually has a big pull lever that you pull down, and it just chops off the spine of the book. You have to take the book out of the um, cover because it's just too thick. The cover's too thick for it to get through. But um, it will chop off the back of the book. And especially the old books, it cuts through relatively easily surprisingly so and um the, some of the newer books with the glossy pages it fights a little bit but it's not bad and um let me see if i can find the name of that thing oh oh no i hope that didn't cut us off did that cut us off i hope not um i think i'm still here okay i hope so okay so um now i'm worried i lost you but i'm just going to carry on as if you're still there and I'm going to, where am I going? I'm going to the next question. There we go. Uh, one more question. Okay, here we have, how do you seal the edges if you do not sew? Okay, um, so um, the best thing would be doing the hospital corners bed sewing technique. 
Okay. So um, if you're, okay, let's say if you're going to do a fabric cover that's not a quilt, let's say it's a thinner fabric cover. Okay. I would lay your piece of fabric down. <clears throat> I would put your blocks of um, whatever you're going to use as structure for the covers. Um, if it's fabric, if it's thin fabric, I would put a spine in. If it's a thinner fabric, um, if, I'm sorry, if it's a thick, yeah, if it's a thin fabric, I would put a spine in. If it's a thicker fabric like a quilt, I would not put a spine in because you don't really need it because the quilt is strong enough to hold the uh, signature. Um, and then I would do the wraparound technique. The quilt won't work this way because it's just, it's too thick. Um, so I would probably say if you don't have a sewing machine, then I would hand sew. If you don't like hand sewing, you could come along and glue a piece of fabric, um, almost like a trim that would wrap around from one side to the other. Um, a thin piece of fabric with glue will work. Um, you have to miter the corners a little bit so they will turn the corner well. Um, and that will give you a sealed edge. So that would be the best way um, I would recommend to do that. The other thing you could do is you could even go along. I don't recommend this, but you could staple along the edges to, to make it tight and then put the fabric trim around it to cover the staples. That would be another option to seal the edges. Um, I have put pieces of crocheted lace like down the edge and then put another crocheted piece of lace on the inside and, and the, where it's sticking out, like the two halves are sticking out, I glue those two halves together and that seals the edge. That's another way to do that, to approach that. I should probably show that because that's hard to understand just by explaining. Um, but yeah, great question because how do we do it if we don't sew? That's, that's, and, and a lot of people don't sew, so, so, so there you go. We got to find ways and I'll show you ways. Um, all right, one more. Quinn, Quinn, Kim Wells, um, is there a way to do a binding where the excess ends up at the top so the excess could be used as a tassel? Yes, um, I think that you can do your three-hole pamphlet stitch so that the tie ends up at the top as opposed to in the middle. And I would say you just start at the top and you start weaving back and forth through until you end up at the top and then you tie it at the top and you can create a tassel right from that. That's actually a, um, a good way to do it. And just make sure that when you start, you start from the outside of your journal going in so that your final strings will both be on the outside. So there you can create your tassel from that. So with that little tidbit, I hope you had fun here. I, I hope you're snuggling in to have a nice holiday with your loved ones. And, uh, oh, oh, I, if I haven't mentioned, I am working on another bundle. It is going to be called the Precious and Pretty, Pretty and Precious, Precious, Pretty and Precious Junk Journal Bundle Collection. And um, it is going to be for sale on Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas, which this year is Sunday, December 26th, 2021. They will go for sale, uh, go on sale in my Etsy shop. At 7 a.m., there will be a video, a special video placed on Sunday, on Boxing Day at 7 a.m. And um, um, it will be a, a flip through of what is in the actual bundle. Um, there will also be pictures of what is in the bundle on my uh, Etsy page. And um, <clears throat> sorry. And I'm also showing you um, as we go um, how I made the two journals in this um bundle in case for some reason you wanted a bundle and you were unable to get a bundle um you're, you're going to see how i made them so you can um make these at home or you know gather friends and family this is a great thing if you got a bunch of family and friends around make some journals together how fun would that be and uh you know hey everybody maybe they got some new clothes so they're got they got to get rid of some old clothes make some fabric journals it's going to be a blast 
Um, you're going to have a great time and making uh, things to uh, uh, treasure and have and, and heirloom and uh, share with each other. And uh, it'll be a grand time. You know, put the computer down. Have some good old family fun. What can we say, right? And uh, Sunny, do you have anything to say? Yes, Mom. Yes, I have, I have a little hairball. Mom, can you clear my hairball? Okay, hang on. <coughs> oh, thank you. That's much better, Mom. Okay, so everybody... Merry Christmas from all of us to all of you. We love you very much. We want you to have a fabulous time. Stay safe and be well, and I'll see you soon. Love you. Thank you, Sonny. That was very sweet. And, um, yes, we wish you all a very safe and happy and Merry Christmas from all of us to all of you at the Paper Outpost. Take care. Bye-bye.